Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is John Lacey. John Lacey is the Vice President of People for Walmart Health and Wellness. John was recruited to Walmart based on his extensive experience in large integrated healthcare enterprises. Most recently, John served as the Executive Vice President and Chief Human Resources Officer for Baylor Scott and White Health overseeing all human resource functions for the largest not-for-profit health system in Texas. Baylor Scott and White includes 48 hospitals, more than 1,000 patient care sites, more than 9,600 physicians, more than 48,000 employees, and the Scott and White Health Plan. Under John's leadership, Baylor Scott and White has been nationally recognized as one of the best workplaces in healthcare by a great place to work and fortune, and also named to Glassdoor's best places to interview list. Well, good afternoon, John. Welcome to the show. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Awesome, John. This is amazing. Appreciate you jumping on a podcast late in the day here on a Friday, but we do appreciate it. And I'm glad Cindy did connect us together. So let's jump into the questions. John, you've got quite the career in healthcare and human resources, and now you're the vice president of people for Walmart Health and Wellness. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? All right. I'd love to do that. I've been in human resources about 28 years, and it's really flown by. How I got into it in terms of what inspires me, I was working in the Peabody Hotel in Memphis, Tennessee, which is a elegant, charming Southern hotel, kind of like a Ritz-Carlton. And I was working in guest services. I was a supervisor with the bellman, bell staff. And one afternoon, people from the human resources department were in a hurried frenzy to find people to help them. They had gotten overrun with a job fair. There were a lot of applicants to interview, and they were asking anybody in supervision to help. And so I was like, yeah, that sounds interesting. And I spent my entire shift helping them out interviewing and instantly fell in love with the work. In fact, I guess I loved it so much that I made an impression. And the following Monday, the general manager of the hotel wanted to have a meeting with me and had heard about this. And he said, I'm going to create a new position in the human resources department as a employment manager. And I want you to be it. And that started my career in HR. And then I went on from there, moving into the fields of training and development, organizational design, employee relations. And then I really knew I wanted to make a career out of it. So I finished my degrees and business degrees with an undergraduate and a master's in management and got the bug for healthcare. And so about 24 years ago, got in healthcare and I've been with several large, integrated, complex healthcare organizations. And I love, I'm sort of drawn to that complexity. Healthcare is really challenging. You know, it's not simple, but it makes such a profound difference in people's lives. And it's full of problems that need to be solved. And so that's really what gets me up every day is how can I help make the things that are complex simple, if that's possible. And then the last thing I would say about it, what inspires me, and it's both about being in human resources, but also being in healthcare, is seeing how people show up already inspired. You know, often we read about literature that says we ought to inspire people. And I come at it a different way. I think people are already inspired. I think our job is to work on the things that demotivate them. 
And how do we unlock the passion that people have so they're leaning into their strengths and their own passions? And so I think human resources is in a unique position in companies to do that. And obviously, healthcare, where people go into this as a calling, and no matter what their role is, they make a profound difference in people's lives at some of their most challenging moments. Thanks for sharing, John. I appreciate the inspiring story. And a lot of times as we start our careers, we have that sort of experience that just kind of grabs us, grabs our attention and presents an opportunity for us to pursue. So thanks for sharing. John, as you know, everybody globally has to make major shifts to adapt to this new normal in the pandemic. Could you share with us what you're doing to help your organization stay relevant in this economy? Absolutely. You know, where I would begin with that is first and foremost, when I look at through the lens of our work and human resources, COVID-19 is something that the human resources and people departments naturally would need to lead around because it is the impact to people and it's profound in that impact. So I think from the beginning when this happened, that there was a call to action for human resources leaders in particular of stepping up. And how do we protect the associates of the company? How do we provide mechanisms to, and something that was so quickly unfolding? You know, if we all went back in a time machine, all of us can remember early on, we had more questions that were unanswered than were answered about the nature of it. How does it spread? What precautions should you take? It was so fast moving. And I think it was really critical at that time for human resources to step up and lead. And so we did that across Walmart. And Walmart Health and Wellness as a division had an opportunity to turn and help the organization internally with our expertise. And so one of the things we were involved in right away is how do we protect our associates in terms of the safety measures of gloves and and masks and distancing? And and then quickly, how do we do assessments of associates when they come to work so that we know that they're safe and that those they're going to be around are safe and all of the things that flowed from that. In fact, we're now leading into the next chapter, if you will, which is the vaccinations. And so we're now leaning into that? How are we going to go through the process as various stages of our associates come eligible to receive the vaccinations and all the questions that come to that? Because it's just a moment again where it's, it's evolving quickly. Now, in terms of innovation, we have heavily partnered and relied upon our tech and product partners. It's really important to leverage all of those tools. And so we've done things such as apps, that we use for screening associates, things that would be used to communicate and remind of safety measures. All of those things are critical. In fact, not just on the internal side, but on the external side. We've done a lot of innovation with our partnerships with those groups. And you may have seen news where we're piloting drone delivery of COVID-19 tests. And so we've really approached it across the board of leveraging all of those tools. How do we move with speed? How do we put in paramount the safety of our associates and our customers? And how do we focus on the most important things to really continue to serve? And so very proud of the work that we've done. 
It's amazing. I've been reading some things that uh, you're all doing in the people space and contributing to this innovations and vaccinations around the pandemic. So thanks for sharing. And John, are you currently leveraging any new or emerging technology in your people space? You know, if not, maybe there's a platform that's making your better people decisions. I would say we are. In fact, what I would highlight, you know, one of the most exciting ones is how are we building apps? And so we have an app called Ask Sam. And what's great about that app is not only does it help the associate perform their role better and quicker and be more responsive to their teammates, to customers in the moment because it's in an app format. We also use it for safety. You know, if there's an event that they're concerned about or things like that, there's a way of leveraging that app. And so that's been really helpful. You might have also read about where we're using Again, supporting how do we deliver great service for our customers as well as empower the associates. And so using augmented reality. And so if you saw this news story, it's where when we're picking merchandise, the associate is able to use augmented reality to assure we're getting the right product at the right time for the right customer. If you think about it, it is really challenging for all of us to go about our jobs especially now. And anything you can do to take the friction out, to avoid wasted effort and reduce errors and get things right on the first time, I think it gets back to my points earlier. That's when associates and team members become unlocked and excited because we're making their jobs easier so that they can do what they get excited about, which is delighting the customer. Thank you for sharing, John. I think that's amazing what you're doing to use or leverage the new technology to help associates and to help your customers. And John, last question. Our audience would like to know a little bit more about John Lacey. Could you share something from your career experience that would be helpful for those looking to grow their career in human resources or leadership? Yeah, I'd be happy to. I think there's two things that, you know, first of all, when you ask that question, You could open up a multi-day podcast. There's a lot there. But if you had to boil it down, I like to think in terms of leverage points, meaning what are those things that more often than not, you're going to keep going back and leveraging something that's foundational, no matter what role you're looking at in terms of development, what opportunity in terms of being able to move up and grow. And I would say those two things are one is courage and the other is understanding yourself and self-reflection. I want to just talk for a moment on both of those. So first of all, on courage, what leaders are looking for, and I think this is historical. I think you can look across not just companies, you can look in personal lives, you can look in education, government, military, you can sports. What leaders are looking for when someone is advanced, they're looking for that person that takes the initiative. I think there's an expression out there, taking charge and doing what's right. And those natural leaders are the ones that have that courage. They have that heat shield. They're not waiting for a cue or waiting for someone to let them know it's okay. They are stepping up and they're doing the right thing. And Courage isn't easy for everybody. If you feel uncomfortable, you're likely engaging in courage. 
And so there has to be sort of a level of maturity and understanding that if I'm going to be a great developing, advancing leader, I got to be willing to be uncomfortable. And I got to be willing to look at failure as a teacher. And failure is never, you can never look at it as a confirmation or validation that you should have not been courageous. I think that's the trap is when we find ourselves being courageous and we make the mistake and then we go, well, I'm not going to do that again. And my encouragement to everyone is, yes, do it again and be courageous. And so I think that's the first part. The, the other part about understanding yourself is simply this, that if you're going to grow in your career and if you're going to be in a position of influence where your role is to influence others, you may be a leader of leaders who are leaders of leaders or then key contributors. And so the more you move up, the more important it is that you're influential and the larger your span of control becomes, that you really become effective at influencing skills and maximizing people's talents and exciting them, then that means you really have to understand people. You got to know how they tick. So you kind of put it together this way. You can't lead people and get great results if you don't understand people. But you can't really understand or lead people if you first don't understand and lead yourself. And that is the key. Because when you really understand yourself and you hold yourself accountable, you coach yourself. And I do it every day. I've been doing this almost 30 years. I get up in the morning and I coach myself. And I have a player coach conversation with myself. What's my mindset today? What do I got on my agenda? If I can only get one thing right, where do I need to make the difference? What are the things that are likely going to pop up on me and try to divert my attention in the whirlwind of the day? And at the end of the day, I do a debrief with myself. What went well? Where did I really make a difference with someone? What's probably the biggest mistake I made today and what did I learn from it? And so I think it's the, the most powerful leaders, the people that have been the most successful I think when you get to know them, you'll find out they spend as a foundation time with themselves and they really understand themselves and they coach themselves. It just makes them that much more effective in understanding others so that they can influence and lead others. John, I appreciate that share. That's certainly some insight or a nugget of wisdom that will be very helpful for our global audience. So thanks again. And John, it was a pleasure having you on today. I look forward to speaking with you real soon. My pleasure. Thank you. Bye for now.